0: Blog Talk Radio. Can you be- they applicator. we'll bring the bug out drills. Yes. Lose your mind, this is the time You can't this still to some pain your spine yes. Bob your head like me, Apple D Up inside your club or in your belly. Get messy, loud and sick Your mind fast, mama on another head trip So, come them now, do not correct it Let's get ignorant, let's get hectic yeah. Everybody, everybody let yeah. get into yeah. it, yeah. get stupid I'm on, get I'm out get started I'm
1: So hey, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? I hope everybody's having a great day and your weekend was wonderful. All right, on today's show, man, we got a good one planned for you today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Central Park 5. Then we're going to talk a little bit about Candace Owens know Candace Owens, yeah. Y'all know the conservative party uh spokesperson for the black community. <laughs> And she had an interesting take on Central Park 5 as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things, whatever may come up. Y'all know how we do here on the show. We start off one place and we'll go out and venture into a couple other places that relate to the topics that we're talking about. But as always, we want you to be uh, participate in the show. And we look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right. So, we got songs of the day for you today. Hey, we got the whispers and earth, wind, and fire on, on set up to come to you. And, of course, we got P. Ross to be here in a little bit, riding with me on this train today. And, we, of course, we have you, the listener. Of course, you the listener, man. We we can't do it without you. So, welcome to the show. That's all I have to say. All right. But first, before we go any further, let me tell you how you be a part of the show. The easiest way is just call us at 347 347- 838 Once again, that's 347 838 8622. Press number one on the keypad if you want to come in and join the conversation at any time, and we'll be more than happy to bring you in. All right, also, you can email me at Eric us L E T S Talk at gmail.com. Uh, the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And if You know, you have other ways of communicating with me as well. You're more than welcome to do that during the show, before the show, after the show. And um, if you want to send me something that you want to add to the show, you know, you may be at work with them, so you really can't talk. But you can always shoot me a text or what have you and be more than happy to, you know, get your comments in um, during the show. Okay? So, Those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and as I said before, we do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you, because we love you, man. We we love hearing what you have to say, and today's topics are really interesting, I think, Um, so we'll get to that in a little bit, because if I get started now, I won't get to the music, and, uh, (laughs) you know, we have to get to the music, of course we do, all right, so. Without further ado, man, let me bring you your songs of the day. The first one is, oh, the whispers, man, the twins. And then we got an earth, wind, and fire. Enjoy. See y'all in about nine minutes.
0: we this love. and I
1: talking about right there those were your songs of the day hey that's what it was man i tell you it had a little whispers rock steady then we brought you a little earth wind and fire that's the way of the world and then the last one was maurice white and stand by me the old standard there i'm telling you all right <laughs> welcome to let's talk on blog talk radio i'm your host mr talk in the house how y'all doing out there this wonderful monday afternoon hope everybody's having a great day Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, now that we have all that out the way, it's time to do some talking here. Hey, check this out, though. Um, The show is called This Talk, which means I want to talk to you, and I want you to talk to me. So, how do you do that? Let me tell you how. The easiest way, just give us a call, man. That's all you got to do. Pick up your phone, dial 347-838-8622. If you want to comment on anything we're talking about, just press the number one on your keypad and uh, we'll bring you into the conversation. All right. If you can't do that, our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. You can come in just as a guest and you can read anything that's being typed into the chat room. However, if you want to add anything to the chat room or the conversation that may be going on there at the same time, you need to come up with a username. It won't cost you anything. Just create a username, come in, and you can type all you want to in the chat room. Okay? Another way is you can shoot me an email at ericletts, L E T S, talk at gmail.com. And for those that have other means of communicating with me, you know, via text or what have you, you can always, you're more than welcome to shoot me a text uh, during the show, before the show, after the show. And um, if you got anything you want to add to the conversation, you know, during the show, and you can't, you know, you may be at work and you really can't, you know, get away and call in. Hey, shoot me a text. I'll add it to the conversation, okay? So, with all that being said, those are uh, all the ways you can participate on the show. And I highly encourage you to join in. Call me. Talk to me. All right? It makes it a little bit more fun that way. All right, so, co-host will be here in a little while, hopefully. Uh, Busy lady, busy lady. But until then, y'all got me, Mr. Talk, riding with you, all right? And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got, we talking about the Central Park Five. Oh, I've changed, I'm sorry. They changed it to the Central Park Exonerated now. (laughs) You know, it's amazing how we come up with all these great, these great uh, 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 names and stuff for people. But anyway. The Central Park Five, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about Candice Owens, and of course we're gonna talk about a little of this and a little of that, as we always do, because once we start going one direction, it always ends up going other direction. But it's okay. That's why it's called Let's Talk. And I, Mr. Talk, or right now is gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing all the talking. All right, <laughs> because that's what I do. Okay. So anyway. Let's talk about The Central Park Five first, all right? And Candace Owens, we're going to get to her because she made a little comment about um, this group of young men. And um, that was very, very interesting, to say the least. And um, I I had a problem with it, but I didn't have a problem with it once I watched the the show. But anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit, Miss Owens. Now, let's talk about The Central Park Five. Now, there's a movie out. Uh, on Netflix, out there. Some call it a docu series, some call it a series. I just call it a four-part movie, because basically that's what it was, based on the true story, uh, called "When They See Us." Now, I must admit, I really had never heard about this because at the time it took place, I wasn't in the country due to military obligations, so I had really not heard anything about it. So, however, Due to social media, which is such great, uh, great tool, sometimes, uh, I went back and um, I had to watch. I went, went and watched the movie, because everybody was talking about how emotional it was and how they couldn't watch up to the, a certain point and so forth and so on. I'm like, what is so great about it? I mean, what is it? So, I went. Well, actually, I watched the investig investigative um, show on it first. Then I went and watched the actual documentary series movie or whatever you want to call it. Um, when they see when they see us. <sighs> now, you know, I, I think a lot of times when we watch things like this, we watch to we 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 want like to we watch them, but we watch them with emotions. Well, usually I don't watch things like this with emotion. I watch with, uh, I guess you say I. I Of interest, you know, to see, you know, uh, um, objectivism. I guess that's a good word for it. Okay, so simply put, these five young men were arrested for supposedly raping a young white jogger in Central Park back in 1989. And at the time, it was it was really, really uh, a difficult time. Not not saying that today is not a difficult time for black men, young black men. But during that time, it was even worse because you had Reagan in office. And after Reagan, it was George H.W. Bush and the New York City Police Department. You know, they were heavy on stop and frisk. Well, during this time, what happened was uh, a young white lady had got raped. And, of course, they were having problems, supposedly having problems in Sister Park with a bunch of uh, kids and gangs, as they say, running around harassing folk. And they, this one night they found this young lady, you know, raped. And the, uh, I don't know what she was the prosecutor, chief of police, whatever the heck she was, she put out and told the um, police department, go and round up every young black male there was. Okay, now I'm just giving you a quick synopsis on, on, on For those that don't know And what happened was these young, these five black men Young men, children, basically with children I think, uh, what, 14, 15, and one was 16 All of them were taken in Under, now, when they were first taken in They weren't taken in as Uh, suspects, they were quote-unquote, just took it in and see if they had seen anything. That's what they were told anyway. However, little did they know they were being taken in as suspects. And what happened was, during this whole time, they were subjected to hours and hours long of uh, interrogation, uh, you say abuse, abuse, Family members weren't able to see them right away, and they were just forced, forced to say things and, and sign things that they really uh, didn't understand what they were signing or saying. They, they really didn't. Um, the interesting part about this whole thing was it was, For lack of a better word, it's racism. So gonna say it was based on prejudice and racism. You know, the the, the word that was being used a lot was gangs and uh, what was the other word they was using? Gangs and uh, groups. Uh, uh, I forgot what it was. But anyway, they were using all kind of things. It's basically what they use today: thugs, what have you. And the lady that was in charge of, of the detectives that were doing all the interrogating she had this thing about sexual assault, okay? And she was determined that somebody was going to pay for this young lady being assaulted in in Central Park. Needless to say, these young men were, you know, just abused. They were actually abused. And when the parents finally came up, in one, one scene in the movie... What happened was uh, the father himself. Now, see, I did have a problem with this part right here. Uh, The father was taken outside by the police officer and basically told, Look, we need your son to do what we ask him to do so you can go home. Which was a a, a form of um, manipulation. That's whatever. They were manipulated pretty much. Now, the father had some issues where he's been in trouble with the law before. And the police officer basically told him, you know, how do you like your job? You know, do you really like your job? You know, do you, is your boss aware of the troubles that you had? Now, the, the guy, the, the father had been on his job for what, five years, no problems whatsoever. But the undertone was, if you don't get your son to say we want to, we're going to tell your, 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 um, your boss. You know, about your past troubles, and, and back then, a black man with trouble, you know, you, you're you not going to keep a job. They'll let you go in a heartbeat, which happened to a lot of the family members once their their, their key children were actually, uh, quote, unquote, indicted or, you know, placed in, in jail holding or, you know, before trial. A lot of the parents lost their jobs because the media and the public had just went crazy. Crazy and push this all out of out of whack. I mean, it was. It's the same way the media does today. Uh, without checking or, or, or doing anything um, so, to investigate, they just go with what is put out there and they just run with it. They they run with it, and it was it was something. It was horrible. I mean, you have these children. These were children. Now. It was interesting because Candace Owens made a statement earlier that um last week that you know the sin they were guilty. You know, look at the documents, they were guilty. If you read the documents, they were guilty. Well, <clears throat> let's let's be honest. You know, Miss Owens, I don't know what's wrong with her. We're gonna talk like I said, we're gonna get in depth about her in a little while. But Miss Owens. She couldn't have read all them documents. There's over 200,000 pages of them documents. So we, I mean, she didn't read them. She couldn't have read them. Number one, because there was no physical evidence to place these kids in the vicinity of where the murder had happened. Where the murder, I mean, not the murder, but the rape took place. No physical evidence. The young lady's shirt was covered in blood. But not one of these kids had blood on them anywhere. Their DNA was nowhere on, on, on the lady. The lady's DNA was nowhere on them. There was a, a, a sample of, of semen and a sock. And it didn't match any of those as well. But yet these five young men were convicted and sent to prison. And the 16-year-old, to make it worse, was sent to he was sent to prison. The other uh, four was sent to juvie, but the 16-year-old was actually sent to prison with grown men. With grown men, you know, and it wasn't a pretty thing. It, it, it really wasn't. However, <clears throat> let's let's continue on. Um, so basically what happened was the father, we, we, yeah, I'm backtracking again. The father went in and told his son, look, tell them what whatever they want to hear. Tell them whatever they want to hear so we can go home. So we can go home. Little did he know that he was setting his son up for failure. Okay, he was setting his son up for failure. He had no idea. He just wanted his child to come home. The other young men, they actually uh, kept fighting and fighting, and, and what happened was as they said certain things, the officers were writing, the detectives were writing writing the things down. Okay. And at the end of it, they say, well, just sign here, and we'll let you go home. Little did they know that they were about to sign their lives away, pretty much. Then there was the videotapes, the quote-unquote confessions. And basically that's what they were convicted on, the confessions that they made. However, the confessions actually were all over the place to where they they ended up manipulating, uh, I think the guy name was Corey Wise. He was the one that they finally manipulated to, to, to get a story that was almost similar to what happened. However, most of these kids, they didn't know each other. They, they had no idea who each other was, except for um, Corey and Yusef. Now, Cor- and here's the sad part about this thing. Corey was nowhere in the park with these, these other, other kids. Corey went down to Yusef to watch out, to make sure Yusef would be all right. And he ended up, that's the 16-year-old, and that's when they end up going to print actual prison. Actual prison. He was the one that they finally uh, uh, got conf- the, the 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 come up with, with where they had coached him on the story to, to implicate others and said he did it. Now, if you go and watch the movie, you see him sit there and say, basically. Now, what what rapists would sit there and say, well, you know, this is actually my first rape and this is my last rape. That's what he said. Now, to be honest, Corey. Was disabled, mentally disabled, basically. He 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 wasn't that bright, and that's why they centered on him because the other ones kept saying, "No, no, we didn't do it." Yusuf's mom caught caught him before he signed anything, but yet they still had the confessions. Now, looking at that, and, and Thinking about what Candace Owen said that these individuals were guilty. Even though they, they came back, the, the actual rapists confessed. Okay. I mean gave blow by blow descriptions of what happened. Okay. These kids they, 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 they you no, know, they grown men now, they were exonerated. They were given $44.9 million settlement. But Kendrick Rowan said, Well, they I don't care what you say. You read the documents, they're still guilty. And you know, as I was watching, watching this, this, this documentary, you know, I, that kept coming to my mind, they're still guilty. They are still guilty. And I thought about that statement. They are still guilty. Well. You know what? In one aspect, she's right. She is right. They were guilty. But they, not, they were not guilty of what you think they were guilty of. What they were guilty of, trusting a system that was supposed pr- to protect them. They were guilty of not understanding the law. They were guilty of of falling for the okie doke. That's what they were guilty of. Now, some say, well, Mr. Talk, is that real guilt or is that ignorance? Regardless of what category you want to put it in, that's what they were guilty of. And honestly, a lot of the black community today is actually guilty of the same thing. When you're dealing with law enforcement, you have to understand what the law is. You have to understand what your rights are. You have to understand what they can and cannot do. That is what we are guilty of today, even today. Even today. No, they weren't they were not guilty of raping that lady at all. But they were guilty of trusting the system that was there to protect them, supposedly protect them, and not understanding their rights. We have to understand as a community, when you watch things like that, you have to watch it objectively. You have to remove your emotions. I understand a lot of people go through certain things or have been through certain things and your emotions are going to get in the way. Your emotions are going to flow. I understand that. Yes, these were five children. and Yes, they were children. Four blacks and a Latino. And yes, their childhood was taken away. Corey Wise Not only was his childhood taken away, but in some instances, his his manhood before he became a man was taken away. That's why we as parents, we as adults, we must educate our children. We must make our children understand what their rights are. What they can, what the law enforcement can do, and what law enforcement can't do. However, before you try to educate your children on that, make sure you are educated on it as well, that you understand. Often on the show, we talking about that. You know, we don't understand the law, the law of the land. Yes, we have all those others out there talking about, you know, they're sovereign countries, and you can't do this to get that. When you step in front of them judges in a in, in, in courtroom. They're not trying to hear that. And if you don't know how to work within the system that's in place, you're setting yourself up for failure. The example I gave with, with the young man and his father, the father thought he was helping his child. But eventually it came back and hurt him more than anything else. The father was put on the stand by the defense. I mean, the, the the yeah the um yeah defense by the defense attorney, and as they were going through the 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 father kept saying, "My son would not do this. My son would not lie." The prosecutor re, during reexamination said, asked him, "So." What you're saying is your son Antoine, that's his name, Antoine. Antoine would not lie. The father said no. Then the prosecutor turned and said, So this confession then is not a lie. And that's basically what seals Antoine uh seals Antoine's fate right there. But it goes all the way back to the father not understanding the situation that he was being manipulated into, which basically got his son tied up into something he didn't commit. Now, the great part about this whole thing was even while in prison and going to parole boards, well... And In this is, they kept asking, are you ready to admit your, to your crime? And all of them was, you know, no, no, we're not admitting to that because we didn't do it. Now, we all know, you know, parole, they they sit there and ask you these questions. And, if you know, they think you are rehabilitated or you are remorse for your crime. They're going to let you out early. You know, and, and most judges would be like, yeah, okay, 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 just for me to get out. But these cats didn't do that. Corey Wise went through heck. He went through heck when he was in prison, but he still maintained his innocence. He actually got in a fight with the the actual rapist. He didn't know it at a time at the time, but he got in a fight with the guy. You know, it it, it, it it it's bad when when you you have a system that is supposed to protect you, but yet depending on the color of your skin, it's the first one that the first one to to uh, 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 ex try and execute you. You know, as, as these guys they have done a couple of interviews, and I think it was Yusuf who said if this was the nineteen twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties. They've been hanging from a tree somewhere. That's just how bad public opinion was about this thing. Very, I mean, it was very interesting. However, as I said before, when you watch it, if you watch it, you know, you have to remove your emotions from it and watch it objectively. Because you you learn some things And if you have young black men Even your young daughters I would suggest you have them Watch it as well And explain to them Exactly what's going on And it's the same thing And, And here's the interest This was 1989 This is 2019 And the same things Are going on now you know Everybody is shocked I don't know why Remember the, about the Chicago black Site, Where they was taking the, the black men down there Electrocuting them Shocking them on, on their private parts Beating them Just to get a confession out of them So this is not just An isolated thing in New York City But you know the sad part about it that the lady that was in charge the, of the detectives, she ended up writing five books, five books, mm-hmm. children books, children books. And to this day, she still says they were guilty, that the actual rapist was the sixth guy they never caught. But all the evidence points to the sixth guy from DNA. The blood, all that, to his actual confession and uh, description of what happened. But to this day, and in, in the city of New York, they still are, are saying, and the detectives are still saying, no, they were guilty, even even though it has been proven otherwise. <clears throat> what does that tell you about this system, that this law enforcement system that supposed to protect and serve. Who are they really protecting and serving? This whole thing, it even broke up their families. The families tore the families apart. That, that's just, ugh. It's disgusting. I know some of you say, well, that's that. No, it's disgusting. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't know, you know, some of y'all may not be old enough to understand. You know, I remember back in the day, we used to have Officer Friendly. <laughs> but Officer Friendly lived in the neighborhood. So, yeah, everybody knew who Officer Friendly was. But there was no officer friendly for these five young men, these five children. There was no officer friendly. They pretended to be, but they weren't. One thing they want to do was get a conviction. Not one time did they bring in a white suspect. Not one time did they try and find any witnesses. They just picked five children off the street, and that's who they put this thing on. Sounds like stopping frisk to me. What you think? I know yeah, I know. I know. Y'all come down. It's all right. It's all right. If you want to add anything to uh, talk to me about it, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two is the number, you know, or the chat room, hey, either one, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Now, before I go any further, let me bring my esteemed co-host in. Hey, she's the logical one now. I tell you, she has some great points better than I do. She used some better words, too. So, without further ado, let me bring my co-host in the one and only, P. Ross. What's
2: going on, P.? Glad you can make it.
1: Uh, you've been missed. Talk to me.
2: Hey, you made some good points, you know, especially about um, educating our children and parents educating themselves. Because too many times, you know, we have been ra- ra- railroaded into prison. You know, at the point, you know we haven't gotten there yet, to Kansas Owens, but if you look at that video, you know, not only is it, is, it, is it not about, you know, giving those young men justice, it's always about a doggone political party. What the hell does that have to do with anything when you're talking about people's lives? See, and that's the one thing that that, that nobody seems to want to, to talk about is the, the devaluation of human life. You know, no amount of money can, like the man said, no amount of money can, can take away the pain and suffering from these children and the loss of their youth. And the fact that, you know, somebody has the audacity, you know, after looking at all of the evidence, you know, physical evidence and the, and the actual confession from the actual man that that, that did the crime. And still have the audacity to say, oh, they was in collusion with him or they're still guilty. What's wrong with your brain? You know, how how can you be so utterly deceived with the evidence right in front of you? Now, mind you, if it was your relative, it was your father, your brother, your uncle. Would you still feel the same way? Or is it that you you, you just got to save face, you know, for your political allies that you're, you're willing to say anything to keep a position that don't mean a damn thing? See? You know, you're talking about a sellout. Talking about them stole your soul put it down. Regardless of how you look at it. Regardless of how you look at it. The evidence shows about the same corrupt system that caused them to go to jail and prison in the first place. That same system said, oh, well, they're, they're not guilty. And exonerated them. So how can you deem it to be so that they feel guilty? That's that foolishness that nobody really, you know, really understands. But it, it, and it's just telling them, oh, it doesn't matter what you do. This is how we see you. It does not matter the accomplishments you make. It doesn't matter the amount of money you make. It doesn't matter the status or the prestige. This is how we see you. And this is how we are always going to see you. We may not say it, but this is how we feel. And this is how we view you. That's the message. And contrary to any other popular opinion, you know, that's the message. When it all boils down to it, the bottom line is that's the message.
0: Also,
2: I just want to put that
0: out there. <laughs>
1: that is the message. That is the message. You know, and I have a couple of clips I want to play. Uh so we we get we'll talk about this and and you know, this is uh, hey, hey y- y'all know what? I, I I'll be uh mad if I didn't say this. The the president today the president forty-five, you know, he went on and took a full-page ad ad out during this time, Condemn these kids, condemning these kids, condemning them, wanting 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 them to be uh, put to death, calling for the death penalty. Now, what is it doing? Using the same media that he so vehemently talks about today, he believed the same. He did the same thing everybody else do. He believed what the media said, didn't wait on anything else, just went straight forward. A full page ad. In fact, I'm going to play a clip. Well, well, I think Yusuf is, is being asked about it. So let me play this clip real quick, and we'll come right back.
0: You better believe that I hate the people that took this girl and raped her brutally. You better believe it. And it's more than anger. It's hatred. And I want society to hate them.
3: In New York City in the late 80s and early 90s, the case of the Central Park jogger was notorious. In April of 1989, a white woman who had been jogging was found brutally raped and beaten nearly to death in Central Park. Not long after the woman was discovered, four black teenagers, one Latino teenager, were charged and jailed for the crime. The gruesome case whipped up an unbelievable hysteria throughout the city, the media ginning up fears with headlines about wolf packs and roving gangs and wilding. But the five boys, ages 14 to 16, had falsely confessed to the crime after hours of police interrogations. They were later tried, convicted, and sentenced to prison. But vindication for the group, known as the Central Park Five, came in 2002, when a convicted murderer and rapist confessed to the crime. And that confession was then corroborated by DNA. The prison sentences of the Central Park Five were overturned. But by that time, they had already served between five and 13 years. In 2014, the men were awarded a $40 million settlement from New York City. The story that had gripped the city for years came to a close. And yet, one Manhattan resident's obsession with the case continues to this day. Just weeks after the crime was committed in 1989, Donald Trump took out a full-page ad in four New York newspapers advocating the return of the death penalty. And when the city awarded the men a settlement in 2014, Trump wrote an editorial in the Daily News calling the settlement a disgrace. And now, even now, as a presidential nominee for the Republican Party, Trump hasn't allowed science or evidence to change his initial reaction to the case just this week. Trump said he still considers the men, again exonerated by the criminal justice system and by DNA scientific evidence, guilty. Issuing a statement saying, "Quote: They admitted they were guilty. The police doing the original investigation say they were guilty. The fact that case was settled with so much evidence against them is outrageous. The woman so badly injured will never be the same." Joining me now is Yusuf Salam. He is one of the men wrongfully convicted in the Central Park jogger case, later exonerated by DNA evidence. And Mr. Salam, first. Um, how, how long, how old were you when you were arrested, and how much time do you spend in prison?
4: I was 15 years old when this happened, and I've spent about seven years in prison, close to seven years.
3: Uh, before we get to Donald Trump, I mean, what, what was it like to go into the system at that age and spend your formative adolescent, early adult years in prison for something you did not do?
4: You know, to go to prison for a crime like that, that's the absolute worst crime that you can go to prison for. I mean, the only crime that trumps rape is child molestation. And I remember early on, they had these polls that they were doing. They kept saying, you know, what are the inmates going to do when these guys get to prison? You know, untold horrors were uh, mentioned, and we were scared to death. This was a situation where we had to grow up very, very quickly. We had to figure out how we were going to survive and fend for our lives. Um, It was the most horrific event I could have ever imagined.
3: And so what is your reaction to a man who is trying to be the most powerful person in the world, arguably, who is on the precipice of possibly being president, saying now, in the last day, issuing a statement that you, despite all evidence, that you are guilty?
4: You know, when I think about what he represents, and, and, and I mean, first of all, what he represents to me is very, very um, powerful and unfortunate. This blight, this, 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 this ad, this, this, this thing that he did to us calling for the reinstatement of the death penalty. I always think that had this been the 1950s, we would have become modern-day Emmett Till's. They had published our names, our phone numbers, and our addresses in New York City's newspapers. And so what was happening was people began to call us at any time of day or night, you know, threaten us with hate mail, and things of that nature. So by Donald Trump taking out this ad, what I, what, I, what I think is that he was really calling to see if there was somebody from the darker enclaves of society that would kick in our doors, drag us from our homes, and hang us from trees in Central Park. That's the kind of sick type of justice that they were looking for.
3: To, to be clear, this ad, which ran, that he paid for, was, was basically calling for the death penalty for the assailants in this case, who at that point had been identified as, as juveniles, you among them, basically saying, we should kill these children. Right,
4: right. You know, he wanted us, he wanted us dead. You know, when you look at the videotape, the videotapes that he uh, made after, the statements that he made after that, it's very, very clear that he said that he wanted to hate us. He wanted us to be afraid. And by us, he was talking directly about the Central Park Five, but he was talking about also the black and brown people that we look at that are being shot down um, all around the country today. You know, if he's saying that he wants to be the law and order president, and he's talking about... Uh, policies and, and, and practices that have been ruled unconstitutional and unjust, that being stop and frisk in New York City. And he's talking by he wants to bring this type of stuff back. I mean, I'm scared for my life. What happens if this person actually becomes president? Is he going to then go gunning for the Central Park Five because he wanted to murder us back in 1989 and he wants to maybe the same thing to happen to us today? I mean, when we won the lawsuit, one of the things that he said was this was the biggest heist this was the biggest heist in New York City history," he said. "That we were going to be rich rapists, and then all of a sudden now we have this, these video footage of him being produced, of him doing all of these. Uh, you know, I just tweeted prior to getting on. I said this is a, a dirty old man. Yeah. You know, definitely not somebody that we want to be the president of these United States.' The type of um, issues that he presents overwhelmingly causes us, and we need to be, we need to push far far away from him. Mr. Salam, let me, quickly, do you feel he owes you an apology? I feel he owes us an apology. Do I feel like we will ever get it? I think if I held my breath and waited for him to, to give us an
3: apology, I would probably pass out and turn blue in the face. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that, Yusuf Salam. Thank you so much, sir, for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Still a- hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC.
1: When you do dirt, you can't run no matter how long it is, the truth comes out. And even though it's 30 years later,
4: she has to pay for her crime.
5: That is Raymond Santana right there. He is a member of the Central Park Five, a group of men now being referred to as the exonerated five. And he's talking about a woman named Linda Fairstein, a longtime New York City prosecutor. Um, She was a sex crimes prosecutor. She didn't exactly prosecute their case officially, but she oversaw the interrogation, and if you saw When They See Us, or if you saw the PBS documentary on The Central Park Five, you know a lot about her and know that she played a huge part in putting these five at the time little boys behind bars. And now the series on Netflix, Ava DuVernay's docu-series, I guess it's not really a docu-series, just a, a drama series about The Central Park Five, uh, there's new backlash, renewed backlash against Fairstein. And she has been dropping out of boards, she's been sitting on these boards for years and now she's resigning. There are reports that she's being pushed from these boards, but we do know on Tuesday the president of Vassar College actually posted a letter on its website saying Fairstein had resigned as a Board of Trustees member saying this, I am told that Ms. Fairstein felt that given the recent widespread debate over her role in the Central Park case, she believed that her continuing as a board member would be harmful to Vassar. And the victim services agency, Safe Horizon, also confirmed Fairstein's resignation on Tuesday, thanking her for decades of pioneering work on behalf of victims of sexual assault and abuse. Fairstein said she was forced to act due to what she's calling mob mentality reaction to the Netflix series, which led to hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein. A movement on social media that included pledges to withhold donations to Safe Horizon. And she says each of these organizations does great work. She said it's so foolish of bullies to punish the charity. She also called it totally pig-headed and stupid. Uh, Here's the other side of this, because a former Safe Horizon employee said Fairstein's involvement had long been a contentious issue among staffers, but that repeated complaints to the agency's leadership were ignored, and there's a a little bit more to this, but I wanna get your thoughts.
6: I just wanna make a quick point about the use of the phrase mob mentality, Mm -hmm. which I see happen over and over again these days, especially among the right wing in America, where one of them will do something that's obviously unethical, immoral, you know, damaging to a certain group of people or a specific person. And then once they face the consequences, the rightful consequences for those actions, they'll go ahead and brush aside the uh, critics as oh, they're part of a mob mentality. Here's the thing. All things dark come to light. That is one of my favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't know who originally said it, but it's true. What happened to those young men? was absolutely disgusting. It destroyed their their, you know, their, their lives. lives yeah. Period. It destroyed their lives. And more importantly, okay, when you look at our entire justice system, what happened to those young men is is not uncommon. It's not an isolated incident. And there is a systemic issue that needs to be dealt with, and it needs to be dealt with immediately. There is a two-tier justice system. We do have a problem with targeting innocent people of color and putting them behind bars when they have not committed a crime. And what the, what that does is not only ruin their lives, but it also allows the real culprit to go out there and commit more crimes, more rape, more murder, and that is certainly what happened in this case.
5: That is absolutely what happened in this case, and we talked about it earlier this week. That is exactly what happened in this case. There is. A little, there's a young woman and two young men who don't have their mother anymore exactly. because the real Central Park attacker went on to kill their mother because he was a serial rapist whose DNA was at the crime scene. And in not continuing to look for who actually did it, and uh, you know, from all accounts except for fair scenes, mm-hmm. the
6: all of the evidence led to one attacker. Not five. That's right. That's right. And also, look, I know it's human nature to wanna get defensive when Mm -hmm. you've been wrong. But it would be far more, I think, not admirable, that's for sure. But at least uh, it would be respectful to come forward and say, you know what? I had biases that got in the way of me doing my job effectively. I feel horrible that this is what happened to these young men. I apologize, but she doesn't wanna apologize. She doesn't wanna take. Uh, any type of accountability or responsibility for what she did. And I think that, you know, uh-huh. facing these consequences, it's just what you should expect after you did your do- job so poorly that it really did ruin these young men's lives.
5: Yeah, and let's get to a little bit of her reaction because, you know, Ava DuVernay, she put together um, this four episode series on Netflix about these men and telling a lot of different aspects of the story that we don't talk about, that we haven't a lot of information that we haven't really heard about. And she wanted everyone involved, she wanted to hear, she wanted to be able to talk to everyone involved. I think most of this was built upon the actual facts and then firsthand accounts of the experiences of these men who were children at the time. But Ava actually said, she reached out to Linda Fairstein, and Linda Fairstein tried to negotiate. She said, I don't know if I've told anyone this, but she tried to negotiate conditions for her to speak with me, including approvals over the script and some other things. So you know what my answer was to that, we didn't talk. So she had an opportunity to mm-hmm. you know, somewhat play a part in this and to be honest and to be sorry, and she didn't. And Raymond Santana, we, you saw him earlier in this segment, but we're gonna go back to him because he's talking about a little bit about how she has not apologized. She has continuously repeated the same narrative. There has been no correction on her behalf whatsoever. She has actually changed her story. I think at one point to saying, okay, yes, DNA proves Mateus uh, Reyes was at the scene Mm -hmm. and committed the rape, but I think those other boys were involved. What? It's ridiculous. But take a look at what he has. What else he has to say?
4: You know, she has to pay the consequence.
1: And and you know, back in 1989 when we were giving these sentences. These censuses weren't just prison sentences. They we were given a social death, you know, Trump wanted to execute us, um, and, and it's through the grace of God that we're here today. So at the end of the day, I'm not looking for an apology, and I think my brothers aren't either, but
5: <clears throat> it's
1: out of our hands.
5: And I think that touches on a little bit of what you're saying, how mm-hmm. this didn't just um put them in jail for a few years this ruined their entire lives absolutely, absolutely one of these little boys was sent to men's prison
6: what we know is you know what's more dangerous mm-hmm. and and you know and not only you know the what this did in terms of putting them in prison and and robbing them of any opportunity they could have had and in, in having a great life but it also you know i'm sure traumatized them as as people who were interrogated in the way that they were mm-hmm. right like those interrogations their parents weren't it able to get their in touch families with them. yeah yeah exactly and imagine imagine knowing that there are people in your life you know possibly friends possibly family members who bought the narrative that you committed this crime right right I so many people can't did. can't imagine what yeah. they went through I, I can't imagine so look, the only group of people I've seen stand by Fair Scene are her publishers. Mm-hmm. She writes children's books, and so they're standing by her side and, and refusing to, you know, are, are going to continue doing business with her. It is what it is. But for the consequences she is facing today, I think they're well deserved. Yeah. And honestly, they're disproportionate in comparison to what the Central Park Five or the Central Park, uh, you know, what did you say? Exonerated five. Yeah, the exonerated yeah, five mm-hmm. had had to go through.
5: Yeah, I agree.
6: This is nothing. Definitely.
5: And you were saying something earlier about how, like, it, I think it's human nature to get defensive. But we're not talking, and, and I think that's right. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I think it is also, it should be human nature when, because, you know, like, um, depending on who you're talking to, if someone you love mm-hmm. calls you out on something, you get defensive, but it is easier to listen. That's right. Right? That's right. And so I think weigh that with, um, just kind of what am i trying to say just the, the, the level of, of what has happened yeah. to these boys and just having that on your heart as an outsider we're seeing what happened to them and our hearts going on to them and so it's bizarre to me that she can't even
6: as much as you want to be defensive just look at what they went through yeah and you did you just made me think of something you know you're right, when people we know and trust come to us with, let's say, a criticism or a critique, yeah, we might get defensive, but we're more open to listening to what they have to say and changing our behavior. This kind of signals to me, and I know this is a little bit of speculation, that the people surrounding her have never really called her out or held her accountable for the way she handled that case. Mm -hmm. And again, that goes back to the systemic issues that really need to be looked at.
5: For more political news, breakdowns, interviews, stories of activism, and me trying my hardest to care about. All
4: right.
1: There it was. And there you have it. Yeah. So you see what those children were going, having to deal with during that that period of their lives. Uh, The world against them. The world was against them for something they did not do. They did not do. Fast forward today, and basically it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh, but that's why we have to educate ourselves, people. That's why we must understand what can and cannot happen. All right, let me bring Mr. Pianki in here and see what he has to say on the subject. All right, P. Yankee, welcome hey, to the show. Hey, Eric. What's, what's going on,
7: man? It's always good to have two white women making pleas for some black males, isn't it? And listening okay. to the way they go about describing things. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll well, tell you what one, I'll
1: do. One, 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 of were, one of them was a black woman. The other one was a white woman. So it wasn't two hard white. Hard to tell.
7: Women. Hard but to tell. That doesn't
1: see? Go ahead. and What you got to say, Panky? But know, anyway,
7: you know, uh, I'm going to send you an email. On the transcripts of that case. Now, we don't want anybody to be falsely accused. But here's the thing: somebody had to be going around and roving gangs committing those crimes in uh, Central Park. Did you know Central Park? Park used to be a black settlement long, long, long time ago? I don't know if you knew that. Yes, I,
1: yes, I'm aware of that,
7: Frankie. Yeah. I'm quite aware
1: of that. Yeah.
7: And you're aware that somebody had to be going around beating up on folks and robbing them and so forth.
0: Okay.
7: uh, That had been going on for a while. Right. Those incidents were out there in the news, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the populace, the readers, was already, I guess you can say, conditioned. A prime. Prime would be a more better word prime for information like that, and I wonder you know, if they ever did. I wonder if they ever did catch the people that was going out there beating up folks and throwing those things. Because there's always a well, cause and effect. You know what I mean? Well,
1: you know what, Panky that's that's an interesting point because you know why they didn't even concentrate on that. That's not something they really uh, worried about. Once once that white woman was actually was was assaulted. That's the only thing they concentrated on.
7: You know, they well, weren't, yeah, they but weren't she wasn't the only one.
1: Yeah, but they once they got those five children, them five boys in custody, they weren't even worried about the other ones at the time. They they never and see that was the other issue, because while they were still going to and being held, all the, you know, there was other rapes and things going on at the same time oh well, yeah you right. i wonder they, they never put those put the, that together because they yeah, i wonder what were happened to them they, they what what happened to
7: who the other ones that was going on did they catch them yeah they caught the guy that's how the, the guy admitted to doing the
1: other one the same guy that admitted doing the one that these five these uh five young men got um convicted for he admitted to doing the others in fact, oh, so they called they him later. Him, okay, this is what happened. When they called him, right? Mm-hmm. When they called him, he confessed to the other rapes. He confessed to the other oh. rapes. The problem and the 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 other um prosecutor later asked the, the detective, you mean to tell me you never asked him about the the the, 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 the other rape in Central Park? That he probably she said he wouldn't admit to it because he did it. But they never connected the pieces. They never tried to connect the pieces because they were so determined at that time to put the blame on them four young boys.
7: Yeah, that's the ones that they caught. Yeah, now, was it? Well, they, uh, was he?
1: The, but, you know what? But, but here, here's the thing: they didn't catch them. They didn't catch them, PNK. You see, that's that's that's. Oh, that's they, the one they didn't that didn't they apprehended. But hmm. well, let me ask you a question: what they what she told them to do was go out. And stop all young black men walking up, the, walking up and down the street. That's what she told them to do. And that's what they did. They went into the community and found the black men, black young boys walking up and down the street. And actually, uh, Corey, Corey Wise, he had nothing to do with it. He went down to make sure his friend was all right. That's how he got caught up in it. So, no, oh, okay. they had no evidence. Well, I agree they with you. That no was
7: terrible. Evidence. But well, let me ask yeah. you a question. The one, the one, when you read the transcript, the one young man, now his parent was there during the interview, I think, in both of them, and he said that he felled her titties, but he did not rape her. So how did that come about? Once again,
1: okay. Did you read that? Once again, yes. Yes, I read okay. it. Okay. Now, what happened to me, see, here's the thing. Once again, that was after hours and hours of of, of sitting there, and what happened was the parent, the, the police took the parent out, the father outside and told him, he said, hey, look, you know, we need your, you to tell your son to tell us what we need to know so you can go home. So you can go home. You can take your child home. So the dad went back and told us, hey, just tell them whatever they want. Oh, to Oh, this would what so We can go home. So we can go home.
7: Yeah. I wonder what kind now, of, the, what, wonder what kind of. Why do I come to Father and say that, he, that say that he didn't want to do his son doing any more uh, see, questioning see, until you had a lawyer?
1: But see, see, Panky, see, you're just
7: getting here. As
1: I said earlier in the show, you know, what no it was the the whole thing is these they were guilty, but they were guilty of not understanding what their rights were. They were guilty of not knowing what the law was. You see what I'm saying? That's what they were guilty of. They weren't guilty of the crime that they, they were accused of doing. They were guilty of not understanding their rights and what the law said they could and the uh, officers could and couldn't do. Now, mm-hmm. after, after, after after you know, hours and hours of interrogation, you know, and then they, they basically threatened the father, look, I know you've been on this job for five years, but do your boss know about your, your past indiscretions with the law? You know, mm-hmm. so now, you know they, They're saying, well Well, you know, police if, if, do that, if, man you, exactly, But like you but say right.
7: if you, the, Well, you, like you say the, uh, the law is out there Their protective rights are out there If they don't take the time or don't know them Then they're going to get uh, caught up like that That's just uh, It kind of reminds me yeah. of the uh, Scottsboro 9
1: You know, and And, and um you know, I just got a text that said, Yeah, and you have to remember back then they couldn't afford a lawyer. Especially a um, no, uh, the lawyer the,
7: the uh public they always they had a public uh defenders process says back then. It says this: the Miranda rights, What was nineteen ninety Miranda but, rights have been around once, since the 1970s. Once
1: again, once again, once again, Pianke, if you don't know what you are entitled to, how are you gonna request anything? The only one that came in and said nope you cannot do this to my child, was yourself's mother.
7: And she knew. And
1: she, yeah, because she she knew. And she she told them because they weren't going to let her see him. She told him, I would go to the news media and tell you you in here interrogating a four, 15, 15-year-old child without a parent being present. And she walked in at the time and, and, and stopped him from signing a piece of paper. And see, that's another thing. We have to, like I said before, we have to educate our kids. You don't sign anything. You don't fill out anything without your parent there, attorney, or somewhere. You don't do that. You're absolutely they, like right. you
7: absolutely they, right.
1: They, they were guilty of not knowing the law and understanding what their rights were. That's what they were guilty of. And that's how they got caught up. Because we know mm-hmm. law enforcement use any and everything against you to get you to do what they want you to do. And that's what happened.
7: And it didn't have it's, to go no further than them being brought in, gave and being booked. Then they could have walked right on out. All they had to do is say, "Look, well, wait, no, I want to no, be, no, I they, want an attorney."
1: But yeah, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Number one, they brought them in, they separated them, and then they started questioning them right away. Okay, they started questioning. Now, and, and at the beginning, all of them said, "No, no, no, no." no. No, no. They even gave the wrong location where they were and everything. No, they didn't even know each other. And then the Mm. the officers, the detectives started, you know, kind of coaching and saying names and were you there? And then eventually, you know, it's called in the military, we call it sleep deprivation. You know, after a while, you get so tired. Okay, look, 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 okay, all right, all right.
7: Well, I understand what you're saying, Eric. But, you know, you point out the fact that uh, education of how – I guess you call it street smarts. You know, there's an organization out there called uh, knowyourrights.org, and they have material and also these little cards that you put in your wallet on how you're supposed to respond during a traffic stop. And that kind of information is very, very good. It should be being taught today, don't you think?
1: Well – yeah, I agree with that Yes, you should be And that's what I'm saying However, in, in the case of Corey Wise You know, who was um uh, Developmentally slow You know, that wouldn't have helped him either He needed someone in there With him at the time
7: And the police shouldn't have been Questioning without an adult Or In their presence well, where adult exactly. could have asked for a defendant an Exactly attorney.
1: Right. Right. I mean the the case it was it was uh, bogus from the beginning. It was bogus from the beginning. Now, but,
7: how how long did it take for all this information to come out about what you just got through explained, about that they didn't have an attorney and uh, all these other things that you just got through explained to me. It took a while, didn't it?
1: Well, I mean, it came out during the trial, but it was too late because uh, I think four of of the five, yeah, Mm -hmm. four of the five had signed a quote-unquote confession, had made confession. But
7: as far as the newspapers reporting on it, when did the newspaper report on what you just got through? That didn't come out for years, right?
1: Yeah, right. The newspaper didn't report that.
7: So what I'm saying is that any citizen, the only thing they had to go by was what— was in the news. The truth didn't come out for years after that, which you usually do. That's the way they do. Well, the
1: truth was they didn't do it from the (laughs) get-go.
7: Well, yeah. Yeah. The the newspapers didn't talk about that the children was underage. Newspapers probably didn't talk about that they was being questioned in the manner like you just described, being separate, and that they didn't have their parents with them.
1: Right now, today, you have videos of officers shooting
7: People in the car. Yeah, but video, we not talk. They didn't have videos back then. Let's take let's no, no, let's say no, 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 on what, back what, then.
1: Honest? No, 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 stop it, stop it. Because the videos confess the confessions were videotaped. Yes, they were. They were videotaped.
7: And they was confessed. But I'm saying that the newspapers didn't report on the mishaps that was going on. Like I mentioned before, it was being questioned without a lawyer. Or in some cases, they probably didn't have but when, their parents with. Well,
1: the just, newspapers just like, never reported
7: on their look, age. Look, look, look,
1: just like oh, they reported on age, but just like now. Oh, back they, then at that time. You know, yeah, they they knew how old they were.
7: Yeah, but I mean, but did the newspapers report it so that the public that was reading no. could understand? When,
1: when, you, when, when you have individuals just like today that control the information that's being released,
4: no. Of course. All right, that's what report. I'm talking
7: about. The newspapers put that stuff out there, misinformation, like they continue to do today. It brings about well, public sentiment but, but, because the public don't take look, time look, to read between the lines look, like you do, Eric. When, when, you should the, be no, teaching in the schools.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Pan Kevin, no, I ain't teaching nobody to school because I'm going to hurt somebody. But anyway, um, what, what I'm saying is, is look— um, you know, when 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 you look at this this whole thing, it, it was just wrong from the get go. Right,
7: because, because you can look, because, because based on what you know now, you can look back. Yeah, but back right. there and then, you didn't know no more than what you was reading in the paper, which was a total misinformation. Well, you know, like like, information. I, said,
1: like, like I, I stated at the beginning of the show, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, at that time when all this went down. I was overseas due to military obligations, so I really had no idea about any of this, you know. And I started researching once, you know, on social media. I kept seeing this pop up, pop up, pop up. So I said, let me go and check it out and see what this is all about. What year was you it know? that
7: you really started doing that research? Probably in on- the military. So if you were in the Gulf War, you're talking about 2000-something, 2000 2000-what, 2000 four? How's uh, try 1991-92 Yeah, but you wasn't in the military then
1: Yes, I was Were you?
7: Yes And when did this happen? In 1993? 1989 Oh, it happened in 89
1: Yes, and in 1989, I was in Germany So,
7: yeah
1: But that that's neither here nor there
7: so, but 93, saying, 89, you talking about four or five years after it all happened, and it hit the newspaper around the time that it did happen, <clears throat> and that's what the public had to go about. That's why the public right. took on the sentiment that they had, and the well, newspapers right you know there. But,
1: but, 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 here's the thing. The newspapers weren't reported, but you had activists during that time that was out there protesting because they knew what had went on. They knew what yeah, happened.
7: But- but don't nobody but read course, them like papers,
1: this, though. but but of course. but of course, you know, when you got somebody protesting or speaking out, they consider militants or revolutionaries.
7: Mm-hmm. even though they're telling And they goes, don't have no they didn't have no uh, the news weren't reporting on them. So the popular news at the time was the New York Times and the New York Post. And either one of those popular, highly circulated news sources told the story like it happened during the time that it happened. Now, of course, they coming out now because they want to continue to try to sell papers. But back then, well, the popular story it, was what people read in the papers back that time.
4: Right, right.
7: You're right. All right.
1: You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, You can't argue with that. And, and just, like to, to Chicago, extent, extent, just like in it's Chicago, just
7: like in Chicago, yeah, just like in Cook County, Chicago, when they had in the Cook County Prosecutor's Office, they had that infamous uh, black shenanigans that was going on called... Yeah. What was it called? Yeah.
1: The Black site, where they take the, the, the black no, men and beat them down. And no, this wasn't that
7: No, or this it wasn't, wasn't them, that one. was another one, huh? This was is, this is in the prosecutor's office, not the police station. In the prosecutor's office, they had an office pool... Contest just as if they would have a football pool.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: And the name of it was called Nigger by the Pound.
1: Oh, yeah. And you it told me about it. was a series.
7: Yeah, it was a series that went on in the Chicago Tribune. And it was a daily series that went on for about a week. And in a particular, a day on this one it was called The Flip Side of a Fair Trial. And it talk about mm-hmm. how the prosecutors. Uh, when they had a black male would come in and they would weigh him on this scale because the reporter who was sitting in the desk, he pulled out the bottom drawer and seen a scale. He asked the people in the office, what's this scale for? And they told him. So the first prosecutor who had a total of, I think it was even 2,000, might have been 4,000 pounds of individuals that they prosecuted before the end of the month, they won the office pool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you remember Judge uh, Egger, the governor, not judge, but the uh, governor of Illinois, Governor Egger, he resigned. Well, actually, he went to prison, but that wasn't uncommon for Illinois governors. But he commuted the sentence of everybody on death row once he heard that because he said that it's unconscionable to be putting people to death that may have ended up in that circumstance because of that. what was going on. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, and, and as I was saying, so that means it's not something that was uncommon. You know, that was a common practice,
7: right? Well, yeah, prosecutors do what they have. They do that stuff. We had one in St. Louis uh, with Eleanor Reasonor. Reasoner, And she, uh, in Delwood, matter of fact, right next to Ferguson, right next to Ferguson, uh, she went to a gas station, and mm-hmm. uh, she was buying something, and she noticed that something didn't seem right. So when she get home, she calls the police and comes to find out that a clerk got killed. So mm-hmm. they call her in for questioning. and end up charging her for the damn crime. And the police chief had a recording of the testimony that she gave, and he kept the tape in his bottom drawer. Here's another bottom drawer deal of his death. And she went to trial, and she was with one vote of being put to death. She was. She got life. And, you know, later on they found the tape and so on and so on. But uh, Eleanor Reasoner is her name.
1: Eleanor Reasoner huh.
7: uh-huh. Delwood, Missouri
1: mm.
7: Wow Well You know oh. So those things, things do go together. on And you see the thing with them prosecutors yep. They have prosecutor Prosecutorial immunity mm. uh, Yeah But anyway I'll let you go on with your show I just wanted to add that
1: Alright thank you sir but thank sure. you for the information. So you just prove that it list. wasn't just... Okay, that'll work. All right. Um, my brother Sadak, nice seeing you, brother. He sent me a message. The whole story was just as Hillary Clinton called super predators versus an innocent white woman. Yeah, that's true. However, during this time, Clinton wasn't in office at that time. It was um, Reagan and... Um, Reagan and um, 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 blah, 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 George H.W. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I remember when, when, when um, the Clintons said all that. Yeah, you're right. The mentality was there. And that's the point. The mentality was there. Of course, the mentality had been there anyway for a long time. Uh, you know, as Fienke said, in Central Park during that time, there was a lot going on, you know, with the— Bicyclists being harassed and things of that nature But they never really went after any of those guys After this happened Because they were just determined to get these five young boys uh, um, Convicted of this crime And as the clip showed you Even today they still trying to say they were involved But no DNA No physical evidence put them there Only coerced confessions So once again, I go back to saying what I've been saying all show. We have to educate our young men and women and ourselves and ourselves. You know, you you just can't take it for granted anymore. That's even if they get to the jail. And we, we know there's been plenty of examples where that hasn't even happened. You know, so. You know, just another example of what's going on. Now, since we're under 30 minutes, let me go and move on to Miss Candace Owens. Now, Miss Owens, of course, everybody, for those that, you know, been listening to the show, you know how much I talk about Candace Owens because she's the the, the conservative party's uh, new black spokesman, per se, uh, for the the black conservative community. Well, you know, I went to thinking about Miss Candace Owens. I'm like, this woman, you know, because she came out and said, yeah, they were guilty. You read the documents, they were guilty. Uh, she didn't read the documents. She couldn't have read the documents. But anyway, I had to think about Miss Owens. Why is Miss Owens so hard on the black community all of a sudden? You know, being that in 2018, Ms. she ran an anti-Trump, anti-Trump website herself. But all of a sudden she changes and now, you know, the Democratic Party is this and black community is that. And as I said before, I do agree with her to, to the on the point that black people need to get away from that Democrat um, Democratic Party mentality. I agree with that. I really do. But now she says this movie, when they see us came out, it kind of just happened to come out, you know, in, just before the 2020 elections, the the um strike up emotion in the black community. Ah that's a stretch. That 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 really is a stretch. But you know, Miss Owen, she she's it's interesting because the same groups that she are she's now blasting the NWACP and a couple of others It's the same group that has, has helped her win lawsuits. You know, the same group. And I thought about it because she keeps mentioning the victim mentality. She keeps telling this story about how she received death threats, how she received this. And I thought about it. You know what she's doing? Miss Owens is playing the victim. That's what she's doing. She's playing the victim. But here's why nobody can really, really get her on that. And, and, and it's an interesting concept. Because many of the conservatives, and see, this this is how the political game is played. This is the, the way the conservatives described it when Barack Obama was in office. Now, listen to this. Number one, she's a black woman. Okay? To them, she she looks decent. She's pretty smart when she talks. Okay? They can't call her racist. Why? Because people say black folk can't be a racist. Now, think about that. put that... Hey, you can do no Bronco because he's a black man, right? Intelligent, you know. A lot of when our women say he looked good, so the same thing they they they, they use against her. They using Candace Owens to, uh, to use against the black community. So anytime anybody tries to say something negative against her, you know they're like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But Miss Owens herself is just basically a scam artist that's what she is she's a scam artist we talked last uh oh we talked last was it last month Think last month yeah when she said the wrong thing about some jewish people and and they called for her resignation as the communications commit communication director of turning point usa not even her white handlers could do anything for her. So she puts out this, this false thing, says, Well, you know, I have to resign because I want to do other things. No, you wanna you got to resign because they showed you where your real place was. You know, when 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 the white folk need you, they'll parade you out there, they'll show you who you are, where you go, you know. She sits in front of Congress and attacks this, attacks Maxine Waters. You know, but Ms. Owens has it wrong. She has it wrong. Because just because black folks need to move from the Democratic Party doesn't mean they need to move to the Republican Party. They're all crooked. They're all crooked. Jacked up. Now, what needs to happen is let this black folk form their own political party. But then again, we know that's not going to happen because it be too much infighting. Because everybody want to lead and nobody want to sit down and listen and talk and compromise about anything. We see that with the, with the uh, uh, Congressional Black Caucus. We see that. Most of y'all didn't know there is a congressional black caucus, do you? Of course not, because they don't do much. They pass a, try and pass a bill here and there, but without the majority, they can't do anything. Once again, when you start looking at and listening to people, you have to listen, but listen with, with, with a, a process of thinking, or, or as they say, critical thinking. No, don't just go, yeah, 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 they're right, they're right. No, because, no, 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 no. Candace Owens is not right. Candace Owens is getting paid to say what she's going to say. One side, and all of a sudden, you flip to the other side. And they're going to use her just as much as they can. See, it was Amoroso, but she she got uh, too big for her own pants. So they had to find somebody else. And that's who they have now. Candace Owens. See, if you remember before... You know... um, (laughs) The doc says, nothing has changed even back to the phony march on Washington. Yeah, you're right about that, brother. Uh, You have to remember... Candace Owens, remember when they were all on on um Kanye West and, and you know Conway West was talking about the universe and all this and all that until Candace Owens he found out Candace Owens was using him. He said, get away from that. Get away from that. You know? He said, "No, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that, though, no because, because no." And see, eventually, that's what's going to happen. We're going to open our eyes and realize, hey, we don't need to be a part of any of this nonsense. First, know thyself. In the chat room, says, speaking about that political party, please mention that we have a state government which is political in nature. Okay, I mentioned it. <laughs> oh. You uh, know, it, it's, it's it's interesting concept now. But Ms. Owens, you know, what shows is she on now? Fox News. You know, Fox News, uh, anything that's conservative-related, she's on there. If you go on on YouTube and look at her, her, her videos, you know, with Turning Point USA, you always notice there's this one white guy that's always with her. That's her handler. And then some of them, when she gets ready to say something, he shuts her down. He shuts her down. But, of course, that won't happen anymore now because she's no longer a part of Turning Point USA. You know, she came, supposedly came in with this blex, black exit black from the Democratic Party. But she stole that from a black bank movement. But see, once again, as Pianky and and Sadak has been saying, look, the headlines, they're misleading. The headlines, they're not so much headlines as as, as they are uh, conditioning tools to get you going, to keep you going in one direction. But you have to look beyond that. First notice, I said, you ain't right, Mr. Talk. You asked for it. I gave it to you, and you still ignore it. No wonder our people deserve what we get.
8: <laughs> oh.
1: Well, first note, I said, state government, I mean, what state government are you talking about? You know, uh, what state government are you talking about? We all live in a state, and all, the government is all political in nature. So what state government are you talking about, Know I But back to what I was saying. You have to look beyond what's just out there in front of you. You know, we tell you this all on the show. Don't believe what we say, because sometimes we get it wrong, too. But you can always go back here and look it up, research it. It's out there. It's out there. You know, don't just settle for the first thing you see, though. You know, and that's what a lot of us do. We go and do call ourselves doing an internet search and we find just one thing and we look at it and bam, that's it. We're happy with that. But no, you got to dig and dig and dig. If you gotta go and look in some books for some references, do that. It's not as hard as you think. You do it when you're playing a game. All right, first note, that says UnitedStatesRepublic.info. Okay, y'all got that? UnitedStatesRepublic.info. Let's see, Sadat says, the testing grounds for the police brutality we see now on camera was black people, and now that it's happened to a few white people, only now do they see it as a problem. (laughs) Yeah, but not enough to do anything about it. Let's be honest. Not anything to do enough to do anything about it. Ah,
8: conditioning.
1: That's it. Conditioning. Conditioning. So, if y'all want to know anything any more about uh, United States Republic dot info, y'all make sure y'all go and check it out. Um, first, know that stuff. He's been he's been a part of that for. Ever since I've known them, I know at least three, four years. So it's it's an organization, you know, it's political in nature. It's uh, supposed to be a sovereign state from uh, the rest of the states. So y'all go ahead and check it out. You know, I'm not gonna tell you, you know, it's good or bad. I don't say like I tell you all the time. Go and do your own research on it. Check it out. You may you may find it interesting. You may want to join it. But that's, well, honestly, that is an option, right? That is an option. That is an option. Now, oh, I'm sorry. It's not an organization. It's a government. It's a government, y'all. My bad. Thank you, first note, I said. You need to call in and say all this, man. You know. Now, because we've had this discussion about, about this government before, government thing you're talking about. Um, but yeah, we got fifteen minutes left, so let me go on and finish this up but miss owens, yeah, she's um you know, she's had her issues, and she basically feels that you know the democratic party or the democratic you know so called government whatever has done nothing for her at all, so in other in other words, you know. I don't like what you do for me I'm going to the other side You know (laughs) Sadat says Sovereign yeah right They're still cuffed and stuff you too (laughs) Yeah that's what I say That's what I say But you know So when you think about people like Miss Owens you know it's good You know for some of the things she say But some of it is not so good You know It's not Yeah, so we need to get away from that I'm not going to say we because I'm not a part of Democratic anything, but I'm not a part of Republican anything either You know, you just need to get away from that You know, that's part of the problem And actually, if you really want to know What's the real truth At this point in time They're not really as concerned about the black vote Now as they are the Latino and Hispanic vote That's truth I tell you that that's true, cause they already know. Nine times out of ten, ninety-five percent of uh, black African Americans, Indigenous people, whatever you want to call, you know, classify yourself, you know, you're gonna vote Democrat. That's fine. That's what you want to do. But my theory is, take a look at at the whole picture. What have you gotten out of all this? What have you gotten out of all this? For the conservatives, you know, the ones the Republicans, what have you gotten out of that? It's time to do something different. We we've tried this. We 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 we've been involved in this for decades. I mean, for for, for yeah, decades, there decades. But yet we are still in the same spot. We are still getting treated like the Central Park Five and others. Black Wall Street. You forget how they burned down that neighborhood in Philadelphia. Y'all remember that? So, in, in the old thing, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's what we're looking at. That is what we're looking at. But then again, it's nothing but rhetoric, right? It's nothing but me talking out the side of my neck with a kickstand. That's fine. That's fine. Make your own decision. I'll tell you that anyway. Do your own research. Just don't follow everyone else. That's all I'm saying. You know, get out of that group mentality and make your own decision. It's It's simple. It's simple. All right. Anyway,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, let's let's see. Before before I get to my last words, let's see. So sent me a message. He says, "Like the class I did before, know your Judas." Yep, that is true. Know your Judas. I know y'all. A lot of y'all um have no idea who Judas is, but hey, pick up your bowels and read about him. <laughs> anyway, so. You know, today today's show we talked a little. We talked about Central Park Five, and you know, which was a, a tragedy, but fortunately, lost, saw, the Lord, Lord saw fit for them to, um, you know, make it through. You know, make it through and then be exonerated, and now they're living their lives. You know, that's that's a good thing. That's that's a great thing. But. As I said before, Candace Owens made a statement that they were guilty. She made a statement where she said, if you read the documents, they were guilty. And I agree, they were guilty. Their parents were guilty. But they weren't guilty of committing that crime of rape, of raping that white lady. They were guilty of not knowing the law. They were guilty of not understanding what their rights were. They were guilty of trusting a system that was, quote-unquote, supposed to protect them. That' what they were guilty of. And here we are in 2019, and we still haven't learned anything from it. Because 95% of us are still guilty of that same thing. Let's be honest. Because still feel that they're going to protect you. They're going to look out for you. only person who can look out for you is you. That's it. You know, stop depending on these individuals or these groups or governments to look out for you. Because they don't have your best interest in them. In, uh, they don't. You know, it's interesting. You know, I I, I did my military service. Ooh, man, 20, twenty plus years in the military. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. While I was in, it was fun. I met some great people. But a, a, as you you sit back and you think about it, you realize. Your best interest, they didn't have your best interest at heart. It wasn't about you. It was about the mission. It was about fighting their battles. That's what it was, fighting their battles. If you happen to get uh, blown up, shot, killed, whatever, okay. We'll give you a a military bearer, give your family a flag. And next soldier next up, let's go. And that's where we are today in this society. That's where we are. You know, it, it, that's where we are. So we have to take care of ourselves. We have to educate ourselves, people. Okay? We have to educate ourselves. Um doc says Steve Harvey sees that now, even with all the trash he has talked. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna break, Steve up, but yeah, that is so true. Even Candace Owens has found that out when she talked about them, the the, the Jewish community. Yeah, a a, a a group that she was the communications director, and they what they, what they said. I don't think she um. It's fitting uh, to be our communications director. We request that she resign. See how quick the entire turn on you? Hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. Anyway, hey, it's been fun, man. I enjoyed today. Uh, so, Doc, I'm going to give you a shot, man. You got any last words you want to come on and say? If not, I'm going to get up out of here. Anybody got a last word, last word, last word, going once, going twice? Because, uh, you know, it's six minutes till. Uh. <laughs> Paul Mooney calls it the N-word wake-up call. <laughs> Look out, that Look out. All right. So I want to say thank you all for hanging out with me today. It's been fun. First note thyself, hey, y'all want to check out this government he's talking about. It's United States Republic dot info. All right. Dot info. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's where's this where where are you where's your 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 um, government at? I know we talked about this a long time ago. You gotta give me a break. My military mind is but yeah. First note that as a military as a minority group in America, your only option is your own government. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talked about that, too. I say your own government, but if you're using other people's resources, you don't have your own government. You really don't. But anyway, we'll talk about that maybe Friday. Yeah, come on the show Friday. we talk about that, know that I sell. So that's an appointment. If you come on, we'll talk about it. All right. Okay, y'all. So it's been fun. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. Uh, I love y'all. Oh, hold on. We got one. All right. Go ahead,
7: Pianke. Get it in. Yeah, you just gonna leave me completed out of the picture.
1: Well, I didn't but, know you uh, say anything, but go
7: ahead. I oh, can no, do that. I one. like Candice Candice but she'll be alright. Sure you do. <laughs> well see <laughs> here's here the thing. I, and everybody should listen to this very closely. All black people ain't the same. That is they true.
1: I didn't say she was. I didn't say she No, was. I
7: didn't say she. I say the people that approve of her. You know, if you watched that uh, documentary that Sixty Mike Wallace done on the, the hate that hate produces, it was talking about Malcolm X. And they interviewed a lot of black people asked asking what he thought. And many of the black people, probably the majority, did not care for what he stood for, and the organization that he stood for, still is today. Well, so you know all why, of them,
1: You know why? Well, I'm saying,
7: on, sorry. Go let ahead. Me, let me let me give you my answer. Then, if you don't, because they're not the same. <clears throat> and you got all these groups, and like this gentleman here, who's belong to this this don't need to have their own government. Well, if that's what they want to do, I applaud them for that. But the people, and I'm not talking about him, but I hear the people that talk these ideas don't do them themselves. They don't. You know, there in St. Louis, there's a brother by the name of uh, Bernard Hooks wrote a book on uh, the Hebrew Israelites, by the way. And he's got those little driver's license. But when he was stopped by the St. Anne Police Department, a female white cop knew him. So he pulls out that driver's license. And she looked at it, and she said, Bernard, I know you work at the post office. Now, you either give me your Missouri-issued driver's license, or I'm taking your butt to jail. So you know what Bernard done? He took that license back and gave her his Missouri-issued driver's license.
8: Yeah.
7: And I think that if he was strong to the cause, he would have went on to jail. But uh, no, no, people talk. But no, everybody's not the same. I appreciate Candace on for she doing because she's te- making an issue. Uh, the same things that you talk about that she was imposed with, uh, farrakhan has been imposed with from organizations like the ADL and uh, Abraham Foxman, who went to black ministers during 1995 Million Man's March uh, event and told them uh, not to let their congregation go. You had Cynthia McKinney in her run for the United States, her district in the state of Georgia as a U.S. congressperson. Uh, they ran another black woman against her, and uh, she won. So that's the way it happened. See, here's the thing. If you're going to prepare, if you want to do that type of battle, you can't do it from an armed, comfortable chair in your living room. you got to have all the necessary components together and in line and operating functionally in order to challenge people in that particular manner. There's nothing wrong with having these ideas but many times they just fall short because people are too comfortable in the best country in the world. Oh, By the way, what I want to ask you real quick, I have uh, seen a brother, a black man He's an F-22 Raptor pilot. His name is Lo, uh, Paul Lopez. Did you have a chance to meet him, by chance? And there's a black woman who, uh female U-2 pilot. Uh, no, I, I haven't you know, had a chance to meet them. There's many black pilots in the U.S. Air Force, but this brother was firing, flying at the F-22. What is it, a $100 million aircraft? He was at an airship. Yeah. He was doing real good with it. So my hat goes off to him and to many others that serve over 400,000 African-Americans in the United States military, including you. And uh, thank you for what you're doing, man. You need to get in uniform. Hey, get in uniform and put a picture of you up on the uh, blog top so we can see you.
1: <laughs>
7: yeah, okay. I- I think All right, then. That. Be careful, man. All
1: right. All right. nice Edgar. All right. All right, great point. All right. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, y'all. So we're gonna get up out of here, man. Just remember keep smiling, show appreciation. Forgive with open a heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the big best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself, everything else is just groovy, baby. All right. So we'll be back here Friday, two PM Central, three Eastern, twelve Pacific. I wanna say thank y'all. 818, I see ya. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Triple One, thank you. Uh, know thyself. Hey, we see you Friday, man. We get into to, to your your government, uh, all right. If if that's what you want to do, you're gonna to have to call in, though. All right. But until Friday, man, y'all have a great. We're gonna take y'all out of here with some rock. Stare they by. Who you know who the whispers, baby. See y'all Friday. Have a great week. We out.